Welcome back to the Yes Fitness Functional Longevity Lab podcast, where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. My name is Chris Borda, best-selling author and owner of Yes Fitness. I want to thank you for taking the time from your busy day today to listen to what I have to say. I think I have a very important topic today, one that probably most people don't realize that affects them, but it does. For most Americans, it does, and it's important for longevity, so I thought we'd talk about it a little bit. So I continue to come across top experts, top longevity experts that talk about magnesium and the likelihood of people having a deficiency in magnesium, and since it's very important for our overall health, it also has some longevity ramifications. So I thought I would talk about it today because it's probably not something that most people give much thought to. So first, let's talk about what magnesium's role is in the body. See, magnesium is critical for the normal function of our metabolism. Everyone's concerned with their metabolism, right? Who isn't? It's always a hot buzzword, metabolism. So first, it is the second most abundant mineral in each of our cells. Second only to calcium, which makes up 1.5 to 2% of our total body weight. It's involved in more than 300 asthmatic reactions in our metabolism and activates over 13,000 metabolic pathways. So from a longevity perspective, magnesium plays a key role in mitochondrial function. Mitochondrial function is one of the nine hallmarks of aging and in the overall health of our cells. So let's understand what mitochondria are. Mitochondria are known as the powerhouse of our cells. They're organelles that act like digestive systems that take the nutrients, we break them down, and then it creates energy-rich molecules for our cells. It's like our digestive system for our cells. And biochemical processes of the cells are known as cellular respiration. So magnesium is extremely important in cellular respiration. It's important in creating new mitochondria, as well as repairing mitochondrial damage due to oxidative stress, depending upon the enzymes that require magnesium as a cofactor. So we don't want, mag- you know, we need magnesium for our mitochondria. And magnesium also plays an essential role in the production of ATP, the energy produced by the mitochondria to power the cells. Without ADP- ATP, there is no motion, there is no movement. That's what the cell uses for energy. So we have inadequate levels of magnesium. It can lead to an increased production of reactive oxygen species inside the cells which can lead to cellular malfunction and a decline in magnesium acts as a gatekeeper in the cell's membrane by modulating the exchange of materials coming in, the nutrients coming from the cells, and what leaves the cell, cellular waste product. It does so by regulating what's known as the sodium-potassium pump. The cell needs nutrients to come in and waste to be removed. Only makes sense. 
if this magnesium's not there to help regulate that within a cell and the waste products are not dispersed from the cell or if we're not getting the nutrients into the cell, obviously the cells are not going to function correctly. But magnesium, in terms of overall health, is an important role in key bi biological functions. For example, in the immune system, magnesium plays a role in the reduction of inflammation, protects against infection, is critical in the synthesis of glutathione, an antioxidant, and aids in detoxification in cells and tissues by removing heavy metals. It's also functions is very important in the heart and the vascular function. Magnesium required for the normal electrical activity of the heart and it widens blood vessels allowing for better circulation and inhibits blood platelet aggregation. Doesn't let it all come together and not bond, bond up and bog down the system. For example, in brain, brain chemistry, magnesium is critical preserving neuron function during periods of downtime when your brain is not asking neurons to fire. In the absence of magnesium, calcium steps in and overexcites neurons when it's not required. This has effect on our mood and our sleep regulation. You can see the list goes on and on, but you kind of get the idea. You can think of magnesium as an integral element of our entire operating system, all of the systems in our body. And many Americans, if not most Americans, are deficient in magnesium. I've seen studies citing ranges from 56 all the way up to 80% of the population being deficient in magnesium. Now, these measurements are taken against current RDA, lev RDA, RDA levels of magnesium, which are around 400 milligrams a day, okay, for a healthy adult. And in practice, the level of deficiency is probably a little bit higher if we adjust for the fact that RDA levels are set at a minimum consumption amounts needed for obvious negative consequences. Optimal magnesium levels are probably higher than what the RDA states. And in most cases of magnesium deficiency actually go undetected because unlikely to show any symptoms unless your levels are severely low. So you don't know this is happening. If you're walking around all day long, day in and day out, week in, week out, and we have no idea that we're deficient unless we get some tests. So there's two reasons why deficiencies go undetected. The body will make two adjustments when magnesium levels are low. The first, your kidneys, which typically excrete about 5% of your magnesium contents, will limit excretion if you're running low. Second, it's believed that when key micronutrients are scarce in your metabolism, a triage response gets triggered that prioritizes critical metabolic functions, i.e. the production of ATP, at the expense of those that are more important in the long term, such as DNA repair. So we're going to sacrifice DNA repair, which is part of the aging process, for more critical metabolic functions that need to happen right now, the production of ATP. So what this implies is that the damage caused by low magnesium levels may take some time to manifest itself. It will impact longevity. Another key factor that keeps detection of magnesium deficient is the most common test
for its measured serum is is for measuring serum magnesium but about 99% of magnesium in your body is located in your body your muscles and soft tissue where it's hard to measure moreover when serum magnesium is low your body compensates by pulling magnesium out of red blood cells and tissues and bones and to put it into the blood serum so the body again is extremely smart here we have a deficiency in magnesium and it is doing things to regulate itself so it doesn't show up so this means that your serum magnesium may test normal even if levels in the bones and tissues are low so the gold standard for testing magnesium level is therefore the magnesium loading test it's not commonly used as it requires a collection of urine over 24 hours after receiving a magnesium sulfate injection the next best test is measuring magnesium levels in red blood cells and here you run into circulatory doctors usually only ordered RBC magnesium test don't really need to know what that is when there is a reason to believe that you might have magnesium deficiencies so it's not easily detected the body adjusts for it we're not running the test to be able to tell her where we're uh, deficient in it and most of us don't know that we're deficient in it because day-to-day -day life we can't tell so there are multiple factors that come into play as why we would be deficient the first the most important is your diet you might not be eating enough magnesium rich foods magnesium is a key component of chlorophyll which means it's found in high levels of green vegetables such as spinach, kale, broccoli, Swiss chard, etc. Those green leafy vegetables, they always seem to come up in the conversation, don't they? So we want to be healthy, we want to live longer, we want to be able to function better. It's always those darn green leafy vegetables. Well, magnesium is also in nuts and seeds such as pumpkin and chia seeds, almonds, cashews, and peanuts and in lesser amounts they're found in fish some in salmon and tuna avocados and dark chocolate even if you're eating plenty of magnesium rich foods other factors may be depleting your magnesium levels and a few of them might be this you might have a calcium imbalance too much calcium depletes the amount of magnesium present many common foods promote this imbalance for example, cheese has a 26 to 1 calcium into magnesium ratio. Yogurt, if you eat yogurt, get our calcium in, right? Get some protein in. Well, yogurt is 11 to 1, and dairy is 7 to 1. This extends to the use of antacids as well, if you use antacids. And the third reason is exposure to chronic stress and lack of sleep to deplete magnesium stores. Stress, sleep talk about it all the time you need to reduce your stress you need to get a good night's sleep it's going to help us live healthier live longer and alcohol consumption increases the excretion of magnesium so there's four reasons why we could be deficient we not even having to do with our diets so if you feel you might be deficient in magnesium talk to your physician they may recommend some tests they may recommend some supplements They'll know the right size, dosage, when, and how much to take, and how often. But for you right now, the place to start is in your diet. 
take a look at the foods I listed. Take a look at your sleep habits. Take a look at your stress level. Work on those things. And try to begin to incorporate some lifestyle changes. Especially in your daily, in your diet, because that is the most important area. So I'll give you some examples of what I do. For example, I have chia seeds in my oats every single morning. I didn't say every single morning. I'm going to say five days a week because I have um, oats in the morning. Put some chia seeds in there, okay? At snack time, I have a mixture of snack. I have, pardon me, I have a mixture of nuts in my snack, which include walnuts, cashews, almonds, and pecans. I have seeds, broccoli, and avocado on my salad at lunchtime. My afternoon snack and my shake, I have spinach and kale in it. So it's all just areas where I tried to incorporate magnesium and for other reasons into my nutrition on a daily basis. Do I do it all the time? This is a five day a week thing. You know, my nutrition is pretty solid Monday through Friday, Saturday, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. This way I know I live by the 80 20 rule. 80% of the time I want to be spot on, 20% of the time I'm going to have a little bit of fun. And even at night, I'll often have a small piece of uh, dark chocolate, 100% cocoa dark, dark chocolate. Now, I'm not aware of being tested for magnesium at any point in time, but I think it would be interesting if I did get tested to see what magnesium levels, where my magnesium levels are at. So think about what I've had to say. Um, take a look at your nutrition. Magnesium is important. It's important for our daily health. It's important for our longevity. Make those changes. Maybe get a test done and see where you stand. But this is going to absolutely help you in the long term. So thanks for watching. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, hopefully I gave you some insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. And um, that's it for today. Thanks for watching, and have a great evening.